Good morning. This is Sister Lisa coming to you from the Eel, the Edmund Elder Library. And today we're just going to briefly touch on chapter 11 of The Power of a Praying Husband. And then we're going to get right on to chapter 12. Chapter 11 is her sexuality. And it's talking about in the relationship between the husband and the wife. Um, and how her needs, uh, how she has needs and, and fears and stuff. And the reason I'm going to kind of skip over that is because as a widow... I think that's one of my hardest things is like you for 38 years um you know my husband it was my desire to please my husband and and we didn't get to be together very much and um you know now he's gone it's like you know there's that's a that's something that nobody talks about about widowhood is like you know because you it's like part of you died part of you died when your husband died and it's it's like Yes, there's so much more to life than just that, but that was important. That was an important part. And so, um, you that are married, your husbands and your wives, um, your hu- your husbands respect and love your wife, wife, love and respect your husband and be there, but know that there might be a day when you don't get to um continue on that relationship because of death or illness. You know, there's a lot of different factors in life. Um you know that um um so i'm going to skip that just for the fact because i don't think i could handle reading that right now and go to chapter 12 her fears anyone who has ever watched the news on tv or read the daily newspaper knows there is plenty to be afraid of in this world even the strongest most godly faith-filled man or woman has something to fear at one time or another women feel especially vulnerable and have their own special set of what-ifs that have to do with threats to their safety and security and that of their families. What if someone breaks into the house? What if we don't have enough money to pay the mortgage? What if my husband dies or is injured? What if something bad happens to my children? What if I get sick and can't care for my family? These are very real and legitimate concerns. But when fear about them grips and torments and rules a woman's life, it can become a spirit of fear that is paralyzing. We can give place to a spirit of fear when we experience something traumatic or frightening. Or when we witness something that is, whether we admit it or not, it causes us to doubt that God is really in control and that he will protect us. When the power and presence of fear outweighs our assurance of the power and presence of God, we can become tormented by a spirit of fear. The opposite of fear is faith, something we all could use more of in our lives. But getting from fear to faith is a lot harder to do when fear has become a controlling factor. That's why a person who has been overtaken by fear needs prayer. And a husband's prayer for his wife to be set free from fear is powerful. Your husband, your prayers for your wife husbands can help her recognize that fear does not come from God, 2 Timothy 1 and 7, and that the perfect love of God casts out all fear, 1 John 4, 18. Your prayers can also help her have faith strong enough to believe that God loves her and is in control of her life and will not leave or forsake her. Besides being weighed down by her fear of physical danger and lack of provision for herself and the people that she loves, a woman may also suffer from fear of man. There are few women who don't care what anyone thinks about them, their children, their homes, their work, their appearance, their husband, or their abilities. A certain amount of caring is normal, but when a concern about what other people think adversely affects how a woman behaves, it becomes a fear of man. The fear of man can keep your wife driven to be perfect or so intimidated that she is afraid to do anything for fear of making a mistake. Your prayers can help your wife to be ruled by the fear of God and not the fear of man. 
I'm going to um, insert a little thing right there. Um, it's true about the fear um, of you always wonder about what people think about you, but then you can't. And if you any of you are in the ministry, you know that there's a fine line. There's a fine line there about are you being stubborn? Are you being obedient? <laughs> are you being stubborn? Meaning when other people want you to do stuff, you're like, no, I can't do that. I can't do that. I've got my ministry to do. You know, that's commitment to God. You leave your nets. You need, you leave the crowd and you do. It may be lonely, but it's beautiful. And we talked about that before. But then there's also, sometimes it's like, you know, you're not on a pedestal. you got to make sure that you're not putting yourself on the pedestal thinking, oh, I'm special because God called me. We don't see anywhere in the Bible that Mary acted that way. Mary still, she still had to go to Bethlehem, pay taxes for the census. She didn't say, oh, I'm staying home. I'm carrying God's child. I am not traveling on that donkey in the cold that long way if it was cold. We don't know what we think. We think of it cold because we do it and we celebrate Christmas in December, but... We don't actually know when Jesus was born, but she did have to travel, and they didn't have cars back then. They didn't have airplanes, and God didn't give her a plane air ride. You know, we hear in the New Testament, um, Philip, after he baptized the eunuch, he, he got a plane air ride. He just, boop, he was translated from one place to another, and um, Jesus, Jesus was translated from the, from the mountain up into glory got plain air rides and um god could have done that at the birth of jesus he could have done that he could have done all kinds of things but he did it his way and that's what we want to do in our life we want to do things god's way god's way it may be lonely like i said but it will be beautiful in time and being a widow is lonely but yet it will be beautiful in time because like I've told you many times before, I get to reflect on my husband's prayers. I am still being held up daily and protected by my husband's prayers. So each day, it's very important. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and of a sound mind. We've got to let God control our minds, have positive thoughts. And that's one of the reasons we do this podcast, to keep pointing others to the cross and keep, keep that focus out there keep that focus that you're not alone in this um you know sometimes we feel like we're alone but we're never alone no never alone he promised he would never leave us never leave us alone back to the book even if it doesn't appear to be a full-fledged fear the thing a woman struggles with most such as food weight relationships self-worth appearance finances guilt or self-doubt usually has a root in the fear of something. The Bible says to watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Matthew twenty six forty one. If your wife has something she considers to be a constant struggle, a weakness of her flesh or temptation in her life, she needs you to pray with her that God will give her the strength to resist it and be set free. Do you know that your wife's greatest, what your wife's greatest struggle is? Are you aware of her deepest fears? You may already have a good idea, but if you're not absolutely sure, ask her. My husband asked me one time, he says, Lisa, what are you really afraid of? <laughs> and I said, being, <laughs> afraid of being put in the concentration camp. You know, that's always been our fear, 
and and that and it could be someday we never know we don't know what persecution for the cause of christ might lead us to but we don't need to be fear of that remember cory ten boom cory ten boom when she was in um the hiding the book the hiding place it talks about how even when she's in those concentration camps and they were so awful and so lice infected that she was even praising god for the lice because it kept the guards out of the room and they were able to um they were able to pray and have um win others to the lord in those adverse convert um adverse situations and so you know we got to think about that too we don't need to fear anything we're not supposed to fear anything because if god puts us in the lowest hell he'll be there if he puts us on the highest mountaintop he'll be there that's what I know I have to do is just put my trust in God. Only trust Him. We talked about that before, about how um, it seemed like I live in the <laughs> in fear, worry. But one day I felt God led me to go to my um, my little tote that I keep my songs in that I teach my piano students. Like, go see what song you printed off. And I went and looked at it. And said, only trust Him. Only trust Him. That's what we got to do. I'd printed it off a little earlier and had forgot what it was. And it was a song out of the Alan Jackson book. I use a lot of songs out of there. And that's one I don't particularly know. I don't know that song very well. You know, we got What a Friend We Have in Jesus, Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus. I know those songs, The Old Rugged Cross, Blessed Assurance. Um, I know those. But there's a few in there that I didn't know really well. And that's one of them, Only Trust Him. But I printed it off for some students to learn because uh, it's only one sheet. Some songs are two or three pages, and it kind of gets cumbersome. So those songs that's all on one sheet are kind of easier. So that was one of those. But God wanted me to print that off, and then he wanted to use that for an example. Only trust him. Only trust him now. He will save you. He will save you. He will save you now. He will save you. So when we have deep fears, some that we never share. Sometimes fathers, sometimes men are afraid of not being a good father. But you know, we got to pray specifically. Pray specifically men for your wives. Pray specifically women for your husbands. That they will be good parents. That they will know what to do. That they'll be good spouses. But most of all, be good children of God. Too often, women carry burdens in their lives that are far heavier than their delicate shoulders were created to bear. Remember, no matter how strong your wife appears to be, she is fragile. Even though a woman may appear strong in the point of hardness, it usually because she felt she had to be for one reason or another. Ask God to show you whether your wife is carrying something she shouldn't. If so, you can bear part or all the weight of that thing in prayer. Another ploy of the enemy is that your wife's soul is put to deep discontent in her heart. It's one thing to see where your life needs it it's one thing to see where your life needs to improve and then pray for that and be patient to wait on God for his answer. It's another thing to hate your life. That makes us sick and bitter. Sometime a woman fears that she's a difficult spot she's in at the moment is as good as it gets and that things will never change. I know over the years my husband has said that he hated his job. He hated his job. And I was like, why do you keep working it? Why do you keep working there? And then we pray about it and look at the situation. Or he might he might change from a different, um, to a different shift. He worked nights, but every once in a while, there was a couple times that he shifted from the um, midnight to 
eight, which is his, what, what he worked the most. But there's been a few times that he went to the four to eleven, and a few times there was very few times in our married life that he worked the day shift. But I remember that he just there's different times he come home and say, oh, I hate my job. That I just don't even want to go to work. There've been times like that, and I remember I'm like, man, out of all the jobs in the world, why does he keep going to the job he hated? That. You know, I guess you get into a rut or you get into what what's familiar or what you feel like you have to do. And I pray that, you know, you know, when when my child care, I, I do child care and I love it and teach music lessons and I love it. But it, when it ever comes to a point that I don't enjoy it or that I'm, no, I'm not capable of doing it for some reason or other, I hope I have the good sense to, know, to say no, to stop. You know, because... Um, and the same thing with my devotionals or this podcast. <laughs> if this podcast becomes boring or I go on and on too much, dra- um, drag it all out, well, I, I'm getting close to that now. I don't want to go over 15 minutes. But anyway, let's, tr- let's trust the Lord. Let's pray. Let's seek God's face. Let's remember it's all about Jesus. Only trust Him. Only trust Him now. So I'm at the bottom of page 141 of the power of a praying husband. God bless you. You have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.